I'm not just talking about ladies now. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's when God, you know, Adam didn't even know that he was going to, he, he needed a wife. <laughs> you know, Adam didn't know he needed a wife because he had never seen one before. Adam was busy doing his thing. Taking care of the animals, taking care of the garden, taking care of what God had put. He was, the Bible says that God had given him the, that place to, to dress it, uh, to take care of it, isn't it? That was what he was busy doing. So Eve found Adam busy doing something. Hallelujah. Now that leads me to the second thing. You cannot be thinking marriage when you don't even have a vision. You should not. Not that you cannot. You can. But you should not. You should not be thinking marriage when you cannot, you don't have a, a vision that you want to pursue and which you, and you cannot, uh, even if you have, you can't communicate it. You have to have a clear path you are going before you ask someone to join you or before you join someone else. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29:18, Where there is no vision, right? The people perish. One translation says the people run wild. What does that mean? Amen. Where there is no vision, it means there is no focus. It means... You, are, you want to invite someone to a focusless life. After all the emotional, you know, gyration, right? After all the emotional excitement uh, that comes, that, that, that uh, 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 accompanies a relationship, right? After it dies down. Right? What next? Because those emotions, right, they are, they can be up today, down tomorrow, and all that. But life goes on. That's why you now ask me, okay, so what am I in this relationship for? Where are we actually going? So as a guy, if you can't tell a lady, this is where I'm going, then you have no right to ask her to join you. Shouldn't. Praise God. That's why I said preparation for marriage begins with not preparing for marriage, but begins with preparing yourself. Listen. A focusless life a visionless life, it's as good as not existing. It can be frustrating. Especially when you have two people, one who is laid back and the other is a go-getter. Oh boy, it can be so frustrating. We've seen it severally. 
Amen. Oh, he's a fine guy. Oh, she's a beautiful lady. I've seen someone, right, who got involved with a beautiful lady, right? And for the lady, all her life's vision was to get married. And after she, and after she got into this relationship with this guy, after some time, the guy was like, what do you even want to do? Why, where are you going? What's your vision? Ladies, nothing, just, just there, you know, on the same spot, no movement. Eventually, when there is no movement, the person will have nothing to, con- little or nothing to contribute, except being a baby mama. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The person is not intellectually improving himself or herself. Right? You are not seeing any measure of increase. You know, the first person I got uh, engaged to, to marry, I, I, I eventually dropped the person because I realized that uh, the two of us were actually not on the same level. She was, if I, if I want to say Z, I'll have to start from A. That's the way I usually describe, describe it. And so we weren't moving at the same pace. So what, I, just, I just figured out that if I should marry this lady, right, I will slow, it will slow me down. Praise God. Praise God. Because of where I knew I was going. I can't, I can't just imagine if I had married that lady I'm not sure I would have I would, I would have remained a married pastor maybe I would have broken I would have, I would have divorced because I just was not ready I, just, I'm, no, no. I thought I could carry the baggage but I, wisdom gave me brain praise God hallelujah so, what's your vision? And listen, it's not only guys that need vision. Ladies, do you hear me? It's not only guys, you know, you say, well, you know, my life's vision is to be able to help my, my, my husband. Oh, come on. Our lives, the last time I taught on marriage here, I said to us that every one of us we are to help each other. And I proved it to us from scriptures. Praise God. So I will make a helper fit for him. Right? The guy too should be able to help the lady's vision because God gives every one of us visions. If it's only the man, the guy that God gives vision, God would have said it in the scriptures. You won't have seen a prophetess in the scriptures. You won't have seen a, 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 a woman leader in the Bible. I mean, it takes vision to lead people, isn't it? So, you should be able to, you should, in preparing for marriage, you should be able to carve out and be able to articulate and communicate your vision. 
So you should be found pursuing one. Glory to God. It brings excitement to the journey. It's something you're looking forward to. Praise God. You know, listen to me. Marriage is way, 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 way beyond sex. After lovemaking, and all the energy has gone up, you come down. Even if you, even if you engage in it every day for the next one month, after a while you get tired. So you now start asking the question, so after this, what next? Amen. Like I tell folks, when your wife gets pregnant, or the lady is doing her period, and then, uh, you know, meanwhile, all of your body is doing you giz-giz, you have to bring it as a man under control, or else you will end up being a dog. And there will be more times. Praise God. But when there is a vision, it brings excitement. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Now, in also preparing for marriage, like I said, you are preparing yourself. We've got to realize that in marriage, you are going to be taking multiple roles. You are going to be taking the role, taking up the role, playing the role of a father, of a husband first. Okay? Because you can decide, I don't want to have, we don't have to want to have children. It's possible. You know? Um, what's his name now? Um, Keith Moore. Keith Moore and his wife, Liz. Is it Liz or Liz, Liz now? Uh, you know? They, they decided that they weren't going to have children. Not that they were, they had any biological problem. They just decided that the division that we have, we don't want to add children to it. You know, they should be, Keith Moore should be in his 60s now. Should be in his late 60s now. They're married. Yeah, running great, a great ministry, you know, all over the world. So, you can decide not to get married. That's what's, so, the first thing is, you're going to be a husband. And you're going to be a wife. Number two, if you choose to have children, you're going to be a father, you're going to be a mother. Praise God. And as a man, you're going to be the priest the wife is going to be the minister. How prepared are you for those roles? So to prepare for those roles, praise God. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. Quickly. So don't marry somebody without a vision. Amen. 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 
Don't. Hmm. Don't. It will be it will lead to what? Frustration. Okay? To lead to frustration. Number verse five. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Let's all read it together again. One to go. Uh huh. Get understanding. What's the next statement? Don't forget it. Forget it not. <laughs> so it means that you can get wisdom and forget it. We can let our emotions make us to forget wisdom. Oh, it happens in life. A lot. Said, don't forget it. Verse 8. Verse 7. Uh huh. Let's read it. Want to go? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, therefore what? Get wisdom. Uh huh. And with all you're getting, does anybody have any a New Living Translation there? Let's read it from the New Living. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Whatever else you do, develop what? Good judgment. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, you are going to, it means you are going to get, you need to get wisdom, good judgment concerning each of those roles. And you know, all the roles, you are going to be playing them simultaneously. You don't just say, okay, now I want to play the role of father, role of husband. Okay, let me leave that role now. Let me jump to role of uh, father. No, you can, you, you will have to be doing both together. Hallelujah. In fact, all three together. Your husband, your father, your priest as a man. Your wife, your mother and the homemaker, and your minister. All together. Ministering to your family. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, you need the wisdom of God. That's why the recommendation for a believer is that you get yourself soaked in God's word. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. You know, this is a manual for living. Thank God for seminars. Thank God, you know, I, 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 we, 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 we um, saw a seminar on parenting the other day and all that. So I, I, I got listening to some, I got talking to my wife and I said, really, do you know you can turn out, even if you don't read any other thing ex except the Bible, you can turn out to be a good parent, a great parent. Because really, praise God, the word of God provides for everything. But of course, it's good to learn from other people, isn't it? Amen. So, so you've got to prepare for yourself for your roles. Then, uh, in preparing for marriage, hallelujah, 
you've got to learn, right, um, to be adaptable. Adaptability. You've got to learn to be adaptable. When God, you know, uh, uh, said he was going to give man a woman, he said, I'll give him one that will be adaptable to him. Because the person you are going to get married to, right, most likely will not be from the same background or environment. Or, you are not from the same family, obviously. So you did not grow up, you won't, you won't grow, you didn't grow up, or rather you won't grow up on, is it you didn't or you won't now? Any which way, you understand what I'm trying to say. Okay? You will not grow up, both of you, under, from this, under the same environment, the same kind of family. No. There will be different, different environments. So which means that you are going to have differences, you are going to have differences in personalities. Praise God. Amen. So, there will be several differences. But within the differences, God expects that for you to have a successful marriage, amen, you have to learn adaptability. And in learning adaptability, there are some certain things that become, that are, there are things that will be essentials. And there are things that will be non-essentials. So wisdom will dictate to us, right, what should be the essentials and what should not be the essentials. Anything that will negate God's word, which is the foundation, should be the foundation of the Christian, praise God, is what? An essential. So, which means that you and I have got to know, you have got to know what are the things that are essentials for me. Hello? What are what? The things that are essentials for me. Because if you do not know the things that ought to be, that are essentials for you, anything comes, you take it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And these are things that have got to be determined before you marry. Before you get into a relationship. Hallelujah. You know, this, one of the challenges that we have in this age is the, is the, is the craze. You know, for sexual promiscuity. In fact, some people will tell you that you should, you should test the waters to know whether you can swim or not. Some people tell how, how can you marry someone without even, ah, no, you should, you should. You should know whether the person can, is viable or not. Hallelujah. But you know what? The scriptures must be the foundation. And so, you must determine now if it's a no-no or not. You must determine if this is an essential for me 
or not. Hallelujah. You know, one lady came to meet me and said, well, there's this guy that's considering marrying, but, you know, the guy, he likes clubbing, even though he's a Christian. He's a nice guy, but, you know, but... So I said, is it an essential for you? What does the scripture say? Friendship with the world is what? Is enmity against God. So, so if it's a no-no for you, and it's a big no-no for you, then no matter how much emotional attachment you have, a time is going to come when if you get into that relationship, that thing will become very big. It will become very big and it will become a source of problems. So it's rather, it's, it's better for you to keep your sane mind and let go. Hallelujah. Knowing that God is going to bring someone else for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you have to learn to be adaptable. You know, marriage is one place where you can't always have it your own way. Oh, no. Even as, whether you are the the guy or you are the lady, you can't know. Marriage Mm -hmm. is one place where you have to be, you have to learn to be adaptable. Amen. You can't always insist on your own rights. Is that not what the Bible defines love as? Right? The Bible says love does not what? Insist on his own way or his own rights. He calls it your rights, isn't it? Yeah, he says it's your right. It's your right. It's my right for my wife to feed me. I mean, to, to cook for me. It's my right. But the Bible says love does not insist on its own right. So where she cannot cook for me, I should not insist. You know, if you grew up in a home where it is mommy that is always providing, I mean, making the food, and you marry someone, right, who cannot cook like your mom, praise God. Amen. Then you have to, you have to obey the scriptures. Love does not insist on its own rights. Glory to God. Amen. Now write this down. You must make a commitment in preparing for marriage. Make a commitment to honor God in your marriage before you marry. There must be a commitment to honor God. In Matthew chapter 15 verse 8, Jesus said something. Let's, let's open to it. You must make a commitment to honor God. Honor God. Glory to God. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, chapter 15 rather, verse 8. Matthew 15, 
verse 8. Um, where are you? Jesus speaking. He said, These people draw near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. So, God demands that, that we honor him. See, you are going to marry someone. You have to leave. You have to decide that in my relationship, whenever I start it, right? It has to honor God. Hallelujah. So, which means in your relationship as a Christian, is God first. Somebody say with me, God first. It's God first. Hallelujah. So, where a person is putting God second in the relationship, it's a no-no. It, it, it must become an essential no-no for you. Because if the person dishonors God, Right in front of you. When you get married, the person will not stop. Did you hear what I said? So you must decide. My, my relationship must be God honoring. Hallelujah. No compromise with that. Glory to God. Malachi chapter 1. And I'll stop with this. I'll stop here. Malachi chapter 1. A son honors his father, verse 6, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts. God says, if I'm a father to you, is that not what we, what we call him? Right? Is that not what we call him? We call him our father. So he's asking, where is my honor? Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, does it mean that we are not going to make mistakes? Yes, we will. Amen. Because we are not perfect. Praise God. But honor is an attitude. That's why he said you can honor with the lips and not honor with the heart. Matthew 15, 8 that we read. Hallelujah. You know, like the, like the analogy of, you know, if a, a, child, a, a child is asked to, to kneel down and the child will kneel down, right? But in the, in the child's heart, I'm standing. Amen. Honor is of the heart. And honor can be spotted. Putting, when someone puts God's word first place in his life, that person is honoring God. Jesus said that you are my disciples if you obey my word. So obeying God is honor. Why will I obey my parents? Praise God. It's a sign of what? It should be a sign of what? Honor. So why will I want to obey God? It's a sign of what? Honor. I've not seen him, but I've seen his words, so I'm honoring his word. Glory to God. 
So someone not honoring God, right? Is a it should be a what? A no no for you. Don't try to say, okay, I'll try and change him. I'll try and change her. Glory to God. You are not the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor you are not the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, thank God you are not the Holy Ghost. So you can't do the work of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. So, what's your life vision? How much are you preparing yourself? Do you want to be an asset or a liability? What will your intending spouse find you doing? Praise God. What are you bringing to the table? And to bring to the table, you've got to what? You've got to keep working on yourself. What's your vision? Where are you going? Can you articulate it? Can you communicate it well? Praise God. Praise God. Are you preparing yourself for your roles as a husband, as a father, as a as a, as a as a priest, as a spiritual priest in the home, as a wife, as a mother, as a minister, and the homemaker. Amen. How adaptable are you? Are you like Okboroko fish that is dry? That cannot be bent. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you honor God in your life, in your relationships? Praise God. He said, where is my fear? You know, four things. I usually tell people, what do you want? If you want to look for someone tomorrow, okay, Pastor Shade will talk about that next week. Let me not get into her tough. Praise God. So, these things are things that are, that have got to be on your mind in preparing yourself to marry. The wedding day is a beautiful day. But the wedding day can be the beginning of a beautiful life or the beginning of a sad one. Hallelujah. That will not be your case in Jesus' name. Any question from anybody? Yes, sweetheart. Okay, I love that. She said, Keith Moore said, uh, decided not to, mar- not to have children. Is that not going against God's word? Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, is that not going against God's word? Okay, question I want to ask you. Is this um, those that don't that can't have children? Are they going against God's word? Amen. God said there are some people who are eunuchs. Is that is God not going against Himself, making some people eunuchs? A whole man. He becomes a eunuch. 
Are, are all men not meant to procreate? So what does what am, what that means that it is not a it is not a uh, compulsory thing for everybody. Mankind is meant to procreate. Okay, but not every individual has to procreate. Did you get that? Okay, because there are allowances in scriptures. Jesus did not procreate. Was he against the will of God? Do you understand? Yes. Any other? Any other? Any question? Yes. Okay, you mentioned something about adaptability. Yes. Where do you draw the line between adaptability and someone just taking advantage of you? Thank you. That's that's beautiful. That takes us back to the, the my thoughts on essentials. Essentials. Praise God. Marriage is. Let me say this. Marriage is one each party giving hundred percent. You know, the world says, no, it's a 50-50 thing. No, it's not a 50-50. It's each party giving 100%. Now, where it is a one-sided thing, that's a red flag. It means that that person is coming as a burden. What is that person bringing to the table? Praise God. If what that person is bringing to the table right, is nothing, then it means that that person is in that relationship to take advantage of you. And so you don't get into that. You don't don't proceed with such a relationship into marriage. Let me also say this. Where Where do I draw the line? You draw the line where the person, where Whatever you are given is not reciprocal, is not reciprocated. Yeah. When, when the, the, it's, it's just one-sided. Right? And where it is crossing the line of essentials. You don't cross the line on essentials. Glory to God. Do you understand what I mean by essentials? You don't cross the line on the essentials because you want to adapt. For example, like person that the example I give to you that oh uh, this, uh, uh, this 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 uh, this person is a clubber and I am not. So because I want to marry the person, therefore I should adapt to. No, 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 you don't. Because it is already against God's word. Praise God. So, okay, uh, 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 you know, the Bible says that uh, we, we should help one another. Pastor has said we should help one another, you know. So, me, as the man, I'll just stay in the house. You know, you, you know, God has given you the, the grace to, to be making money, right? You just be making the money and we will be bringing you and we will be spending in the house. Amen. 
that is already, what's that? That, that's, that's negating scriptures, isn't it? It's an essential. You don't cross that line. It means that that person is there to take advantage. Hallelujah. So, it's to know where the, where, where the person is crossing the line, it's you, you look at each case. Right? You look at each case. There is no universal law because sometimes, right, there's, the, you, there are some lines that may need to be crossed because of the situation. For example, now, something happens to, uh, 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 uh one of the, the guy or the, or the, or the, or the, or the, or the man in marriage. Right? Maybe the, the guy loses his job. We now say that, oh, because uh, the Bible says you are the bread provider, right? Therefore, I'm not going to put any shishi down, right? Meanwhile, you the lady, you have, you, you have money and things like that. You know, you may have to cross that line, isn't it? How, but where... It now becomes a perpetual thing. Yeah, the manager says that. That's why you're like, yeah, this one. No, you are not. You are not doing what the word says to do. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. But for us as singles, it's better for us to detect it now. You find out in this relationship is there a mutual? Um, what's that word now? Is there? I, 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 not understanding. Are we are we mutually benefiting ourselves? You should ask yourself, what am I? What is? What has this? What value has this relationship added to me? What value am I bringing into this relationship? Hallelujah. If you are, if the relationship is not increasing you spiritually, number one, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? If the relationship is not, if it is not uh, 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 enhancing you spiritually, that's an essential. Praise God. You can't afford to compromise. If the relationship is not helping you mentally, intellectually, it's not helping you towards your vision. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's an essential. Praise God. So when you feel ah, there is a lopsidedness, I always advise what should you do? Seek counsel. Praise God. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's what? A safety. I answer your question. One more question and we're done. Any other question? Yes. Okay. So, oh, okay. Written down. Thank you. Said um, when male and females dating are dating, is it good? Is it a good thing that the man should be giving the lady money for food or other things before marriage? Amen. Praise the Lord. Remember, is it is it good for the man? Is it is it is it is it good for the 
man. Okay, it's the man, not to be giving the lady money for food. Praise God. It also depends. You know, you are the man. You can start practicing the husband thing before. But where, there's really, all other things being equal, there's really nothing wrong with it. Because after marriage, you will even be doing it. You should be doing it, right? But where the lady now makes it a right. Uh Ah, he, he starts to demand that no, ah, so if you cannot give me now, when you want to marry me, when you, you praise the Lord. Because by the, if, if she demands that way, right, by the time you folks get married, she would demand beyond your ability. Glory to God. You know, but you want to be a good guy, good man. She, she doesn't even need to ask, you know. How, you know what? I, I just want, I just want to buy you your food for I mean for this month. How much do you usually spend in the month? Okay, let me let me give you half of it. Yeah, a good guy. But where she now starts to make it a demand that ah yes, you have to roll. You are going to be my husband. You have to provide now. Uh, there has to be proof that you can provide. Uh, calm down. Sorry? Amen. Praise God. Um, I personally, now this is my personal opinion, I'm always a bit weary when a guy starts to give you money for food. And I have my reasons. Now, does it mean that he cannot give you? Yes, he can give you from the goodwill of his heart. However, there has to be a very, very thick line. Very, very conspicuous line. Because if a man starts to give you food money, in my mind, there's a tendency for him to start thinking that if I am doing this as a precursor of my responsibilities as a man, I can also ask for what a wife does. And that is a very, that's why I said it's a very, very thick line that I have to be weary about. So when the guy is giving you, now, there are people that are generous. They will give you. Even if you are not their, their fiancé, they, they are that generous. So when the person starts to give you, you need to just make an inquiry. I hope there's no string attached to this money. Because if you are thinking that I will reciprocate. There is no road. So if this money is money to put water in front, take it back. Before you came, I was eating. After you go, God will supply me. John what I'm saying. So you need to be you need to be sensitive in the spirit so that it's not like after he has done it for so long, you know, say ah. So if you can, if you can't even do this one, all this what I've been doing for you, and I've not said anything, you have to let him define it. What is this money for? Is it a precursor? Because if it's a precursor, take your money back. 
Hallelujah. And then one thing she said about um, flexibility, I just want to say something about it. When people talk about how flexible are you, what goes to my mind, the first thing that goes to my mind is sex in the area of flexibility. How, what lines, and Reverend has already said it. And I tell people, if a guy is asking you for things that you cannot do, and you cannot, you know, you are trying to, you are trying to package yourself, you don't know how to answer, just make a call to your father, if you have a daddy, or your pastor, and said, please tell my pastor what you just told me. Tell him. Because if anything happens, I know most of the time those things happen, it's always unprotected sex. It's most of the time unprotected sex. Because you don't have a mind. You don't have a mind that you're going to have sex. So most of the time it's always unprepared for and unprotected. And if you're not careful, you can get pregnant and then you're not going to abortion or whatever it is or praying that it will not end up in pregnancy or going into some other things. Praise God. So if a man is asking you as a, as a single sister, just dial the number. Tell my father what you said you want to do. So in case anything happens, they know who it is. I am not. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And really, it, when you should, it's, it, before marriage, it should not be made a practice because it does not, there are some things that don't bring dignity. You know, and honor. You know, it should not be, you should not make it a, a practice that, oh, the guy, every month, the guy is going to be giving me uh, food money, pocket, you know, no, 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 it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't, it should, or it, it has a way of, Lowering the honor, you know, because as a lady, you've got to, you know, keep your honor intact. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, except in some very extreme situations where it has to be, you know, and those must really be very extreme situations. Praise God. Okay. So we'll continue next week. Okay. Pastor Shade is going to be with us next week. Sunday, okay, you'll be taking the next session. God bless you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for, for the thoughts that you have given to us this morning concerning the subject of marriage. Blessed be your name. We marry right. We get it well in the name of Jesus. We don't stumble in Jesus' name.